Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and I am excited about my guest today. This is a really good friend of mine. Um, he is from the state down here in Ohio. We call it that state up north, Michigan. We're not allowed to say the M during Ohio State Michigan week, but some interesting facts about this dude that we'll talk about and his uh, college football preferences. So I want to bring my buddy Eric Brower on. Eric, welcome to the show, dude. Hey, good morning, Ken. How are you, my friend? Dude, I'm awesome. I, I, I You know, I work from home, so so people keep asking me, how's it going for you in this, this um, lockdown deal? And I'm like, just another day. <laughs> like, so you've adjusted to quarantine well. Yeah, yeah, there was really no adjustment <laughs> at all, <laughs> not at all. So, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm the opposite. I'm out and uh, going 150, 200 miles an hour every day. So they just slowed me right down. So you know, yeah, working for yeah. thing, uh, it's new. It's definitely new for sure for a lot of people. So, so dude, you're in the car business, and and we're gonna talk a little bit about that. But you know, I I want to talk about. Um, oh, look, there's our buddy, Todd. You know that guy? Hey, Todd. Good morning, buddy. Good morning, Todd. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I created this show a couple years ago to, um, help people get unstuck. And, you know, it, primarily because, you know, I was probably stuck in a lot of ways. I've been stuck in a lot of ways throughout my life. And, and I know that by hearing other people's stories of being stuck and getting unstuckness, <laughs> is, that, is that a word? Um, I, I know that that's really, it's, it's healing and it helps other people. So that's what this is about, dude. Um, let's start with where you, Mr. Eric Brower, where you were born and raised. So I was, I was born and raised in uh, Commerce Township, Michigan. Um, so I've, I've been in Michigan pretty much my whole life. Um, you know, come from a uh, pretty cool family. Um, you know, my mom was a teacher. My dad was in sales. Uh, I have one sister. And, um, you know, that's it. I'm just a normal guy out there, um, you know, trying to get better every day. And uh, Small town, big town. It's it's growing like crazy now, but yeah, it's a smaller town. It's all surrounded by lakes, so everywhere you go, you know, you're running into a lake, um, which is pretty cool. You know, recently, what was it? A few, three, four, five. How how long ago has it been since I was in Michigan? Up it, there visiting it was cold that day. It was, it was winter for sure. Um, oh my god, it was not winter anywhere else except for in Michigan. <laughs> like I, I I get to the Michigan Ohio border and a blizzard hit. And I'm like, by the time I pulled into your dealership, there was like nine inches of snow on the ground. I'm like, where did this come from? I remember talking to you in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I don't, it's it's snowing pretty good here. And you're like, there's not anything down here. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm dusting. <laughs> you get here, we had to pull you out of the car, I think. And it was crazy. Like, was it, for you. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. So, you know, um, but I'll tell you, I what I found interesting was Michigan's actually a beautiful state. I don't know why why the Buckeyes down here give it such a hard time. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know either. That's that that thing's been going on forever, huh? 
it has. So, so you grew up in a in a fairly small town then. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. I mean, my our high school was large. You know, I think we had fifteen hundred, two thousand. You know, total in there. But um, you know, yeah, I wasn't from a big city by any means. Okay. How about school? How how was it growing up, going to school? Like, did were you into sports? Were you what what was going on in in as a as a kid? Definitely a sports guy. Uh, baseball was was what I uh, you know played the most of. Um, but I like basketball, baseball. I, I like all the sports. Now now I'm playing football um, <laughs> once a week, and well until we just got the quarantine. But um, yeah, I, sports has been a, a very important part of my life. Uh, I think you learn a lot from it, and um, you know now that uh, I have a little boy uh, who's four years old, I'll, I'll be getting involved in the coaching end of it and, and teaching kids how to play sports. So, That's yeah, awesome. <clears throat> so did you go to college? I did. Uh, I went to Northwood University, and um, in, in a very good school. Uh, it's a small school, uh, but they're uh, they're very well known for business and uh, learned a ton there. Absolutely a fantastic institution. What did you go to? What what was your major? Automotive marketing and management. Uh, Automotive marketing and management. Yeah, they're they're actually the only uh, university uh, in the United States that I know of. Uh, currently, but uh, they actually teach you uh, how to run a car dealership. Really? So, so, (laughs) okay, let's back up. Did you work in high school in a car dealership or something? I I did. Um, Oh. Yeah. So I started at a boat marina and I'm washing boats. I'm working the gas dock because it was right next to our subdivision. So I could literally ride my bike there. So I think you were working at like 14 and nine months. And, um, and I worked at the marina. And then uh, from there, it, it evolved. And then I, I got involved as a porter uh, at a car dealership. So, you know, washing cars, you know, doing whatever you had to do there. And um, that's really where I got interested in it. And um, I'm like, man, there's a lot of people making a lot of money in this space. And, uh, you know, I want to get a, get, a, get a piece of that. So you... I, I think you're the first person I've ever met that went to college to run to learn how to run a car dealership i've never heard of that well there's thousands of us out there <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so i mean you know early on you know i was like you know what i want to own one of these things and and then uh and then from there it's been like hey do you want to own it do you want to you know um be a uh, i did wash your car yesterday that's true I, did you i do it all I, I had flashbacks of uh when i was you know 15 16. Uh, <laughs> So, but, uh, you, you know, um, so and, and who's this Todd Bailey guy? Isn't he like a, a, the water boy or something over there? <laughs> I love Todd. So, so, um, so you went, I, I've never heard of, and I'm not making fun. I've just never heard of anybody going to college to learn how to run a car dealership. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So. Um, what so at you said at 16 you started washing cars at a dealership well by 16 um yeah yeah 15 16 you know washing some cars uh you know then i ended up working in a service drive and then i ended up learning how to sell cars and then um it came out then i was uh, a finance manager for for quite a while so i got into management relatively quickly and then um, have pretty much held every role in management in, in car dealerships in the last you know, 18, 
going to be be 38 next week. So since I've been 21, I've been in management. That's that's insane. And look what my wife says. She's yeah. You know, hey, <laughs> you, you did. So 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 you 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 get out of college with your degree in autumn what is it automotive uh, marketing and management marketing and management and and what happened from there so there it was like all right well you know everybody has to start out you know selling cars so that was my background so i was selling cars um and it ended up being a short period of time i picked it up you know pretty quickly and uh and then was promoted into finance so i became a, a finance manager uh, the dude that gets all the deals approved with the banks and sells finance products and and everything like that and then uh and then just it, it evolved from there over the years uh, i had you know various sales manager jobs general sales manager retail operations manager so um yeah, i've been been heavily involved in the, the senior management side of things you know, and then, and then, yeah. so let me ask you this dude like so far your story sounds like you've had a very simple and easy life went to college started selling cars, made all kinds of money and, and never had any challenges. I'm kidding. Yeah. So <laughs> a, along the way, I, I do want to talk about that because, you know, as, as kids, I think that, you know, there's typically some sort of a, a, an event or a person, somebody, something that, that has an impact on us in, in such a way that it, it kind of not determines, but pushes us in the direction that we go professionally and, and just a, as an adult, is there anything that comes to mind? Like growing up, was there a person or an event that occurred that made you go, this is the direction I want to go with my life? I, I remember at a very young age and a, a lot of it had to do. Um, so the, we didn't live on the lake, but we had lake access and um, we had a pontoon boat. Okay. I remember going, going for these, you know, on these pontoon boat rides with my family and uh, we're going by all these, you know, beautiful homes. And I made a decision somewhere, uh, you know, at a, at a young age, you know, Hey, I want to, I want to be wealthy one day. And, um, and that's been a, been a goal is to, to achieve um, success and, and to get wealthy. And at the time, I thought it was just to have the cool house on the lake. And then as you get older, it's like, okay, well, you need to have financial freedom to take care of your family. You know, so what right. else can, can I do? And uh, but at a young age, it, it, it stuck. It's like, okay, I do want to be successful. Um, and I, I know I want that type of life, but how do you get it? And then been just trying to figure it out you're, as we go. So do you feel like the the... Cause I know you've obviously been very successful. You've held the general manager title. You've held F and I, F and I, we all know that the F and I, the Phi guy makes all the money. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, but <clears throat> I just got unfriended by every single F and I manager that friend of mine. Um, no, but we, you know, you've held a lot of different titles in, in, in the dealership and, do you feel like that it's your your drive for financial freedom that 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 pushes you to to hit these levels or what is it what's the drive so the, the drive now is it's like all right so you, you know 
where, where do you want to be in, in 10 years, you know, and what do you want to accomplish? So when I look at my goals, I mean, I, I got a long way to go, you know, I'm maybe 5% there. So I have 95% of, of stuff to get done. Cause as you get older, you, you keep changing it and, and moving the target. Right. Uh, at least, at least for me. So I'm driven right now to hit certain targets and for various reasons. I mean, you know, the biggest one, uh, the biggest motivator right now is when I, you know, is, is my son, you know, he's four years old. You learn a ton from him and it's like, you know what, it's my job and it's my responsibility. And, and even to an extent my duty to make sure that, um, you know, he's taken care of, you know, for the rest of his life. And now so that's my highly motivation. Do you want him to be in the car business? So I, uh, you know, I, I created a, I, I have a, you know, you need multiple flows of income. You know, that's, that's what you learn. So, um, you know, I, uh, I also have a, uh, Joe Lascota right there. Uh, that is, uh, he was teaching me for a long time. Um, so you know, well, Joe, well, yeah, Joe is a professor of mine. Uh, oh, so, wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, great, great professor. Um, so yeah, Weldon, uh, it, yeah. Does Weldon know? He sounds like he knows. Well, Weldon, Weldon's a buddy of mine and client of mine. He owns a dealership down in, I always forget where he is. Weldon, where are you? Virginia? I think Virginia. Anyway, um, yeah. So, so you know that guy that he's talking about. So, uh, yeah, um, I do like that. The golden, the target keeps moving. The target does keep moving, and yeah. um, you know, and, and here's where I'm at. So, you, you need multiple flows. Uh, so, you know, you can have one here, one there, but the ultimate way is, um, you know, you know, I've also I created a company um, that works with car dealerships, and um, you, you know, took all the knowledge that you gained on the retail end and said, Hey, there's a better way to do this thing. Let's set it up and, and see how many people we can help. Yeah. So, uh, they, they, yeah, he's in Virginia beach, Virginia beach. So when, when you got out of college, where did you, you ended up where? So when I, when I got out of college, um, you know, that's when I, when I started, uh, you know, I, I got into, into, you know, car sales and then okay. I working at a, at a dealership and, and I was able to, you know, move up, you know, through there and then, and then move on to, to various things. And I know it sounds all perfect now. You probably want to know some mistakes that probably happened along the way, right? Yeah. Like, did you crash any cars on a test drive? Give, give us some, some dirty stuff, dude. Come on. <laughs> Luckily, I, I've, I, I have not crashed a dealer car ever in my entire life. Knock on wood real quick. <laughs> it's never never happened, right? Uh, I know right. I crashed my personal car. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing some stupid stuff. I had a little sports car that, that was fun, and uh, I decided to see how fast it all-wheel drive, and it snows here in the winter, and I like to yeah. go fast and, um, you know, hit a little curb. Yeah. So, so um how did you do in sales? In, in sales, you know, everybody will say they were, you know, sold 45 cars a month or 50 cars a month. Um, I wasn't that guy, you know, uh, I could do 15, 20, 25. I never had a problem selling cars. It was, I didn't really like the car sales part. I was doing it to get in the management level, um, you know, and, uh, and, and kind of take it from there. So, um, you know, I was, I was one of the better ones. Uh, I could be number one. I had to flip the switch. I always had to find that motivation and be like, all right. And then when you started seeing some of those commission checks, you're like, oh, this is cool. Let's do that again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so you, um, you didn't really enjoy the, the sales end of it. Well, I did, but for me, it, it was pretty easy. So I needed more of a challenge and, uh, that's just how I've always been. I, I love challenges. And then, you know, once you kind of reach like wherever the, 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 the goal is or the target or just yeah. the ceiling in the, in the company or the business, I get kind of bored and, um, you know, it's like, we need to find a bigger target. And, and it sounds like you, you kind of, I mean, dude, you went to college for car dealership management, right? Or business, you know, it, it wasn't at that time. That was, that was the vehicle that I was heading into was, was, was car dealerships. Um, right. When 08 hit, uh, I had an opportunity in, um, in the window and door business. And, um, my uncle owned a very successful uh, window and door distributorship um, in, in Colorado. So packed up, uh, you know, to, to head out there. And, and the, the deal was um, to, uh, I did have a very interesting first day. <laughs> um, and uh, so he uh, packed up, went out to Colorado and uh, the idea was to, to, to buy the business. And, um, and that was probably the most challenging time we were entering uh, the, the recession like how does this thing look um i was very young and uh so it was a undertaking uh, yeah i was probably 27 26 somewhere right in there 28 i'm not quite sure and um i i did something that you know knowing what i know now i would have never done and um, i allowed the negative part of the recession to make me retreat and then i, I didn't close that deal Mm. came back to the safety net of the auto business. And that was the number one mistake I ever made my, that, I, that I've made in my life, not finishing that deal. <clears throat> really? Multi-million dollar business, uh, huge opportunity. Because um, after that recession, I, when, you, when you watch everything that happened in Colorado, it was housing boom after housing boom after housing. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, the things that I was, that I was scared of, uh, losing everything, um, wouldn't have been the reality, but you, you, you don't have that crystal ball, but I never, um, I never took that final jump and, um, yeah, I'd be in a completely different place today if I would have done that. So you went, um, so you were in Colorado, the recession, did, did the recession hit and then you went to Colorado or, or you went to Colorado and then the recession hit? It was all starting to happen at the same time. <clears throat> Got it. It was getting uglier as, you know, during the buy-sell deal. And um, and then, uh, you know, it was one of those things. Can you just uh, – yes, it was uh, it was my uncle's business. And um, he ended up selling it uh, last year. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, that was, that was the number one thing. It was like, you know, knowing what I know now and all the principles and, and uh, you know, if the 10X rule would have been out then – and I would have read that book. I would have never stopped doing what I was doing. Wow. And, and so you, you said you, you retreated, retreated back into the safety net of the car business. <clears throat> I did. And then, uh, you know, it was cause it was what I, it was what I knew. And, uh, right. but, uh, you know, in reality, um, you know, you look back, you, you can't change it, but you know, everybody, oh. but you can learn from it. And, and what I know now is I'm not wasting the next one. Right. Meaning the big opportunity, whatever that may be. Right. Right. 
And and so you came back to Michigan? Correct. And you're in, in Ann Arbor. I, I live in uh in, in the Brighton Hall area. So about forty I'm I'm forty minutes uh eh, twenty thirty to forty minutes uh north of, of Ann Arbor. Okay. And I came back completely broke. So for the first time in my life, I didn't have any money. Really? I'm talking completely broke. And and this is as a college graduate. Yeah, completely broke. Wow. Interesting. 100%. And, and a funny story well, about hold it. Why? What, I, I, this was your <laughs> uncle's business you were working for in Colorado. Did he not like take care of you? Well, no, it wasn't like that. I've never been a guy for handouts, so I never asked for it. You know, no, but, I know. I get that. But uh, so, you know, it was more of a pride thing and, and like, you know, hey. So anyways, you know, I plow through, uh, you know, savings and, and everything like that, you know, to, to get the opportunity kicking. Yeah. And, um, and then I came back and uh, literally I, I had five dollars in my pocket. And um, we came back on like a Fourth of July weekend. Right. I got no money. And um, so, wow. you know get the whole thing, supportive family. We got through the whole deal. Right. But, um, you know, I'm like, I'm not taking anything from anybody. So I'm going to go back. So literally on the way back from Colorado, you know, I'm plowing through, you know, setting up, you know, job interviews or meetings. And, uh, by the time I got back, I had, you know, already a couple management offers at, at car dealerships in place. And it's like, when can you start, uh, right after the holiday weekend? <laughs> Cause wow closed at that time, but I kept that $5. The reason why I bring the $5 story up is I, I kept that $5 for the longest time, uh, you know, really in my, in my closet. And every morning when I got dressed, I never forgot about that. So I was only broke for a short period of time, but, um, I, I learned from that. So that'll never happen again. Now I don't know where that $5 bill is, but, uh, uh you know, it was my motivator. I just left it out there and every day went out and hustled and grinded and, and got back on, uh, on track. So, so did you, okay. But you worked at a car dealership before you went to Colorado. Yes. I was in the car business uh, the whole time before that. Okay. For how many years? Three, four. I, how old were you when you graduated college? I, I I'm 22, 23, something like that. 20, uh, yeah. 21. 21. Yeah. So you were in the car and you were, it was, you went to Colorado around 28 years old. You said 27. Yeah. So I probably would have been, um, trying to think what years it was. I mean, so, uh, yeah, four or five years in the car business before I left. Okay. At the same dealership? Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Dunning? No, they, that, that's, uh, who saved me when I came back. So, oh yeah. They, uh, that's now we're, okay. So yeah, when I came back, I had an opportunity with, um, a large group and then, uh, and then I met Julie and, and that was the end of it. And, uh, and then bam, I met I met Julie virtually like this when I was on a meeting with Todd. She seems like a really really sweet lady. So um, so you came back to um, Michigan with five dollars. Did you say, hey, could I get a little bit of an advance? <laughs> not, 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 not once, not one time at all. Good for you, man. And, uh, and went back to work. Yeah. And, um, and then it just took me a couple of years to get back and, you know, uh, yeah. and, you know, ended up, uh, you know, went from nothing, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's all gone, uh, worked my butt off and, you know, within a couple of years, uh, you know, I was buying a house in a country club. So that's awesome, dude. 
So, yeah. and that was what you, that, what year was that? Now we're getting into like probably 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, so in 2010 ish is when you started at Dunning. Right on. Correct. Somewhere in there, uh, 2010, 2011. And was that washing cars again or what were you doing? <laughs> well, they, they, they gave me an office and everything. Did they really? Wow. Yeah. I, I came back I, when I was hired in there as a sales manager. So. Oh, okay. How did that go? It went great. One of yeah. the best decisions I ever made in my life. Was it? Good. It, it was, yeah. Good. So, you know, you sound a little bit, um, you, you were, as you were talking about the, the deal in Colorado and you said, you know, that it, it was a bad decision, um, to leave that. Right. Mm -hmm. Correct. So what was it about? Like, what do you, do you have some kind of a regret that you live with or, or not really? I think when people say they don't regret making certain decisions that they know they should. Yeah. I think you might be fooling yourself a little bit. Sure. Everybody does that. Yeah. And you know, you have that, that old adage, Hey, let's not live in the past. And, and, and you try to do that. But I, you know, I'd be lying if I said that it doesn't cross my mind more often than not, you know, and it's just, just knowing where, where I'd be right now. And, you know, part of it is I move in this new construction neighborhood here. I'm watching all these houses go up and um, you know, I know the amount of profit that's on the back of all those <laughs> window and door trucks that I keep seeing every day. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, did you, but again, you know, like I say, you have to learn from those things. I can't go back and change it. Um, but the lesson learned in that is when your gut's telling you to do something, you need to do it. Yeah. Either way, you, you, you know, you're either going to, I guess what I learned in that whole thing is it's okay to risk everything, put it all at risk. Cause you know, you can get it all back. I mean, I used to be in that business too, the win window and door business. <clears throat> and I mean, honestly, I, it's, it's, it's quite possibly one of the most difficult sales I've ever tried to make. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough racket. There's a lot of competition in that a lot. There, yeah, there's a ton. Um, yeah. We weren't selling to customers really. It was um, it, selling to contractors. And New construction. Yeah, that's where it was, you know, it was huge. Yeah, right, right. So, so you come back, you get it, you get hired on um, with, with Dunning. Did Julie hire you herself? So uh, there was the general manager at the time uh, started the interview. We get everything moving. Uh, Julie um, had to sign off on it and uh, or she did interview me. Uh, that was, that was interesting. Um, was it? <laughs> She's tough to interview with. <laughs> I mean, right down to the. I remember walking in in the office, and it was like, um, you know, she she comes out, introduces herself. I mean, nice, just everything's nice. And we get in the office, the door closes, and um, all right. So, I mean, a couple questions, you know, and then yeah. I mean, right right between the eyes. So, um, <clears throat> you have uh, two minutes to tell me why I should hire you, or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting there going. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Pressure's on. Right. Wow. And, uh, anyways, um, uh, she liked what I had to say. So, well, what'd you say? 
I, you know, I, I think the first thing I said, I think I just asked, you know, what are your problems? You know, what, what can I help with? And then, um, you know, she told me what they were and uh, I said, done, we'll get it done. And that was like, I'm your, I'm your guy, I think. I mean, some, something around there. That's all you said to me. I wouldn't hire you. <laughs> she wanted Hopefully you said more than that. I did. I mean, the store was performing at, at whatever level she, in, in where she wanted to go. I, I knew I, that I, I could help her get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to be easy on you, dude. Like, it's you're going to look back and go, man, that Julie interview was way easier than with Ken Walls. Holy crap. So, so, so with, um, so you started out there as the, in, as a, a, G, a GSM, right? Uh, sales manager. Oh, sales manager. Okay. Um, isn't that the same thing? No, they're different. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So manager reports to the general sales manager who reports to the general manager dealer. Got it. So, yeah. So okay. In that position. And and so what was um, what was your first day like? So my first day, uh, <laughs> that, that was an interesting day. Um, so I, I, I get there and... and uh, and, and Todd, um, you know, he, he kind of gave me a, a little, a little pat on the butt. And, uh, so when he, <laughs> when he grabbed my ass, I'm like, what's going on here? But then I found out he was married later on. So it was all good. Wow. <clears throat> that was it. Yeah. We joke about it to, to this day. Todd, Todd's a good dude, man. Good dude. And now we're friends, you know, yeah. I mean, this football league once a week and, um, that he created. Yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, we've, we've been buddies, you know, ever since. And, um, you know, from, from, uh, you know, the football league, which is a lot of fun, uh, yeah. we're on the older uh, edge when you're going up against like the 20 somethings, yeah, they're still pretty, pretty quick and you're kind of sore the next day, but yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard, I've heard that. I've heard that. So, um, now you've been with Dunning ever since, right? I left for a little while. They, um, you know, uh, I was there for three years and I left and went, uh, on the corporate side. Um, you know, and then, uh, we've had, we've had a relationship though for a decade probably. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're pretty amazing. It, un unbelievable. Great, great. Yeah. I know a lot of people in the car business also. And I mean, I tell Todd all the time, like, dude, you're, you're my favorite client. <laughs> like he's just like so easy going. And I shouldn't say that cause you're a client too, but like, but like, he's just, he doesn't, I don't think Todd gets, have you ever seen him get like really, really ticked off? Yeah, I did. Before we got shut down, it was our last football game. You know, I, I missed a tackle and he's, and he's all over me. I mean, yelling and screaming at me. Was he really? You got to block better. I'm like, <laughs> you my three guys. <laughs> oh my god, I'm talking about in business though. Have you? I don't think I've ever seen him get. Well, yeah. I mean, you've known him a, a lot longer, obviously, but he doesn't really get fired up. It doesn't seem. No, he's he's pretty even keel. Yeah, yeah. I get fired up all the time, and now now I still can get fired up, but. I, I stay pretty, pretty. So, so what's, what's your title there now? So uh, you know, right now I'm, I'm general sales manager. It's kind of the gig there. Okay. 
But have you been general manager there? No, no. Okay. Okay. Well, that's next. I have no idea. <laughs> so what's next for you, dude? What's your, what's your next big goal? What do you, what do you like, you know, we, we talked about that. The target's always moving. What, what's, what's on the agenda? You, you know, so, I mean, there's, you know, you, you got to always add wood to the fire, right? So, you know, you have, yeah. um, obviously the car, the car, um, dealership, you know, I have, uh, you know, I, uh, consulting company for auto dealers that's out there too so we're helping a couple of a couple of dealers uh, yeah. you know and i think you know bigger long term it's it's you know um really how do you what else do you do what, what can you invest in to to really grow your money what's safe um you know i'm not a stock guy so it probably won't be something like that but um you know the real estate you know you and i know somebody in that space right there yeah yeah that seems to be a, a really good solid investment, you know, and, um, you know, look to see what we can do with, uh, you know, guys like Cardone Capital and stuff like that to yeah. help grow the money and, and, and get to the next level financially there. Jill has a question here. How's the car business handling, at least from what you see in your dealership, how's it handling all the changes? How's leadership managing employee morale and, and all of this? How, how are you guys dealing with all that? I, I've not really even thought much about like, how are, Cause there's gotta be guys and gals that are like, I'm screwed. I, I have no money now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, fortunately, so we're working remote, um, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and that's probably the, the best way to do it is, is keep everything working remotely. Michigan's a state that you can deliver a car um, uh, right now, but you have to do it, you know, um, outside of the dealership. So showrooms are closed, but you can, so you just keep, you keep everybody safe um, and, and working remotely. Again, that's the key. Um, you have your meetings every day, just like you do just now they're on a go to meeting. Uh, so you can talk to your teams and, um, and keep them engaged with customers and uh, just keep your sales pipeline full and then you can succeed. What do you think the, cause I, you know, look, I, I think you've right now people have to get, I mean, you have to get creative if, if you're not being creative right now or learning some new skill sets, I mean, right now you have the biggest opportunity of your life, I, I think. You're right on the money, Ken. And too many people, and it's every business out there, you have to get creative. How can I deliver uh, to my customers? You know, what do we have to change? And, um, you know, the chiropractor might not be able to, you know, just crack backs out of the office now. You might have to Maybe you have to go to the house. Maybe I don't, you don't know how all that looks, but you can either close your business or you have to figure out how you're legally able to operate with all these, you know, government orders out there. Yeah. Every way you can legally do it, you can have to get creative and figure out a way to do it. I mean, that that's it. I mean, there's so many, I think about the people that, that, that have for years said, I hate going to work at this stupid place. Well, now you have a chance to, <laughs> to to create a new skill set like you know you don't have to go to college to to learn this stuff there's there it's there's all kinds of opportunities you know and, and it's it's sad to see the, the people that aren't working um, you know you're right with with building the skill set and you know they're treating this like a vacation and it's not you know 
it, it's a serious problem. And, and if you treat it like a vacation, when this thing opens back up, you know, those, those people are in trouble. And, uh, yeah. you know, you, you really have to, you know, like you said, a new skill set, a new, um, I mean, if I were laid off right now, I would be, you know, figuring out, okay, I need to create a company. I need to, I need to get, I need to get revenue right away. What's the fastest way to do that? And yep. here, here are the skills I have. So let's go out and get it. Yeah, that's it. So my wife's saying, so you can sell cars. I think the answer is yes, right? Only, only online in, in Michigan. So it's got to be online. Wow. That needed to happen in the industry anyways. I mean, it was trending that way. We just now it's, it's, it's an emergency um, and, and you have to figure it out. And you guys are successfully doing it. Yeah, we've, uh, we, yeah, we found some ways to, to do it. Um, you know, it's definitely a challenge. It's definitely different. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, there's a market still out there. You know, people can't sit at home forever. I, I I talked to a buddy of mine last night who's a GM at a dealership in Florida, and they're tracking to do 100 cars this month. I mean, which is way down. Sure. Like, you know, they're, I think they're used to 250 or 300, but still <laughs> to, to do a hundred cars and there's nobody walking through the dealership. There's no advertising. Nothing is, is pretty insane. It's, it's definitely a, a different time. Um, yeah. And, and you, you wonder what it looks like uh, when this is all over with Are people, you know, from, from like shaking hands, are you going to want to, you don't know me. Are you going to want to shake my hand when this is all done? Or are you going to be scared? I'm, I'm not scared. I'm not scared either. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of this thing in not one little tiny bit. You know, I think what, what are your thoughts when it comes to, and I'm sure you guys have talked about, I, I can't imagine that you haven't discussed on a management level, at least like, how's this going to change the business when you do like go back, go, go back, go back. Why am I hearing myself all of a sudden? That's weird. So, um, I, I don't know. You still hearing yourself? I, well, <laughs> only when I talk. <laughs> so, uh, it, the business will change for sure. And, um, but in, in a good way, cause now you can do, you know, mo the technology is already in place to, to sell cars online. So you could take this sales cycle that might've been, you know, three weeks or whatever. And, and now you pop online, you pick the dealer that you like. And um, you go through pretty much the whole thing right there, and then you're just showing up for delivery. Maybe that's how it looks. <clears throat> right. Okay. So you you don't know. I mean, obviously, nobody really knows. Hell, nobody knows when this thing's going to end. Right. Uh, it's a very you know valid concern, and um, you know. But I, I think if you find a way, you're, you're going to have a, a certain percentage of people that are going to want to that that will want to take delivery of a vehicle online you know, and do the whole transaction that way. Then you're going to have a, a, another group of people that want to do it the way that it's been going on forever. But yeah. um, I think the auto industry as a whole is definitely uh, going to be adapting uh, once this thing's over. Wow. Do you see it affecting the, the local market up there? The like negatively impacting the greater Ann Arbor area? Oh, the whole state. Yeah. I mean, everybody's sales are down. Uh, you, you look at, I mean, the unemployment rate, it just climbs, you know, 
uh, on a daily basis. I mean, our restaurants, the bars, they're, they're closed. Um, yeah. Landscapers can't even mow lawn. I mean, they can't even, that, that's not essential. So we, we've pretty much come to a halt, um, you know, economically. There's very few businesses that can actually operate. If you live on a lake right now, because we have lakes everywhere around here, and your boat has a motor on it, you can't use it. What? Yep. True story. Why? She. That's in the executive order from the governor. Motor what? boats are not allowed. And the DNR will write you a ticket. They'll find you. I don't know oh, what the dollar is. Really? Yeah. For the first time. So I'm driving uh, you know, right past uh, one of the lakes here in Brighton. And uh, once that executive order was put in place, there was a cop car, the DNR, right at the boat launch. If you're going to launch a boat, they're going to write you a ticket. Well, that makes no sense. What? What's? What's? Uh, apparently, Walmart is a safer place than the lake, and the water's too cold. It's not like you're going to go swimming in it, and <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so. I don't know how, how being in your own boat. Whose idea, whose idea was that? That is uh, the governor. The governor of Michigan said, if you have a boat with a, so if you have paddles, you can go out and paddle your boat around. But if you have a motor, you can't. You're done. No motor. What? You have a motor on it. It's no go. <laughs> It's now a, um, it's, it, it's, it's now like, think of it as, um, you, you remember like the rafts they used to swim off and jump off as a kid, your hundred thousand dollar, $50,000 boat is now a raft. <laughs> Sit on it, but don't drive it. <laughs> Are you, this is, this can't be real. Is this true? I'm telling you a hundred percent true. Those of you that are listening from Michigan, you know, pipe, pipe in and, and add on, but it's nuts. You know, there's a, a group, um, Michiganders against excessive quarantine. I mean, that's how crazy it is that was set up. And, and I don't know what it's grown to today, but there was 250,000 uh, members on there the other day. And it's like, you need to loosen up some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, I, had not- some, I had somebody invite me to that. There's a, there's a, actually, a, I think it's approaching 300,000 members right now, which is insane. But like, I, I can't, I didn't see anything about a, a, a boat motor. Like that's, that might quite I, like, dude. Yeah. Let me, uh, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's for real. And then, uh, you know, I, I haven't been following this this guideline if, it, if it's out there. So if Governor Whitmer's watching, um, I'm in trouble. So I'll probably find my address. But I don't even believe you're allowed to walk across the street to your neighbor's house. I mean, it's that excessive of a shutdown. <laughs> Wait, like, so what happens if you do? I don't know. I've been doing it every day. You know, uh, <laughs> I got some really cool neighbors and it's like, you know what? <laughs> Everybody's safe. Everybody's clean. Nobody's sick. Kevin Douglas said, governor did adjust the order. You can drive your boat with only members that you live with. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, look at that. We're getting a little freedom back here now. Dude, that's like, um, (laughs) that is at half wit. (laughs) 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 Is that what people are calling her? Oh, my God. If you have a vacation home, you know, somewhere, a, a lake house, 
you're you're going to eventually not be able to drive there for a period of time. So wait, if I own, if I'm down, I'm down here in Ohio. If I if I had a lake house in Michigan, I'm not allowed to go to it. Yep, you got to stay in Ohio. <laughs> Which I know most most people in Michigan would appreciate, I'm sure. But but still, like that's crazy, man. That it, it, like, these these are some the, like. What is our, is this the USSR? Like, what is this? So in Michigan, you know, we have, we're known for the lakes. We have all kinds of lakes. Uh, we have a thousand <laughs> beautiful golf courses, right? And you can't play golf. What? Here's my buddy, Ken Lawrence right there. Yeah. Hey, Kenny, what's up? Yeah. So Ken, well, I, can we play golf at your place? Cause your place is a private club. Who's? Uh, my buddy Ken Lawrence just popped on there and said you can't play golf. But I don't know if you can play in a private course. Let me go play at Ken Lawrence's place, Edgewood Country Club in Commerce. Wow. But, um, you know, yeah, you, you can't pick uh, one and, and stay there. Yeah, you got to pick a house. It's crazy. But the golf thing is, is nuts. I understand, you know, the social distancing. And, um, you know, sometimes the way I play golf, I'll hit that thing so far out of bounds. I'm out in the woods somewhere looking for it. So I'm not around anybody. So unless I can pick this thing up from a squirrel or something, I'm okay. So maybe shut down the golf carts and just have everybody walk, you know, but, and instead of having a group of four, maybe it's just a group of two. You know, uh, I, I have a friend um, and she's a client of mine up in Michigan that she actually got on a plane and flew down to her parents' house in Florida. And she's been down there. She's staying down there for a little bit still. She's playing golf every day. <laughs> like it's considered essential in Florida, right? And it, well, it's a good thing. Get good exercise. Well, and said another true story on Eric's <laughs> golf game. Yeah. yeah, Ken Lawrence, uh, he, he's uh, definitely had to help me find my ball more than once. I saw, I saw that, uh, let's see, I was just in Lowe's and Howell and half the store was unavailable. Uh, yeah, I saw something that, because we have Meyer down here. I know Meyer is from headquartered in Michigan. Um, and I saw that they have, they have like outdoor furniture roped off. You're not allowed to buy like out. Why? What in God's name is going on? And why are we all not questioning this? Like really questioning this? It really needs to be looked at. And um, this is insanity, know. man. I, I can't even go buy new patio chairs for my deck. That's crazy. Yeah, you can't do that. You know, good luck trying to, let's say you wanted to do some, you know, it's, it's springtime now, right? So you want to go plant flowers, bushes. I don't even know if you can buy that stuff. Who knows? That's just, that's insane. I don't get it. But what, you know, Wow. And and we elected these people. Let's remember that. Let yeah. us not forget. So listen, uh, dude, I, I you know, let me ask you a question. Uh, we got we just went down a rabbit hole. S Steven says you can't buy a paint a can of paint to improve your house, but you can purchase a lottery ticket. Oh yeah, she's got the lotto open. You know, she needs the revenue from that. In Vegas, you can still buy weed, I heard. Oh, you can buy the uh, – because now, you know, marijuana is you know is legal here to sell. Uh, they're open. They're open. 
you can buy booze, you can buy, you know, well, I don't know if you call it drugs now because it's marijuana, you know, I don't know what that's it's called. Drugs. But, yeah, so you can you can purchase all that stuff. But wow, man. You can't golf. <clears throat> Golf's a big one too. I love playing golf. Wow. My game based on what my buddy Ken Lawrence is saying there, you know. So well, are the driving ranges open? I don't think so. They're yeah. they're closed. You might be able to take your own balls and whack them there for a little while till you get kicked off. That that that's just uh, wow. Well, you know what? I think this is all going to come to a screeching halt here pretty soon, and we're going to get back to business as usual. And and um, I, I would imagine that if anybody were to try to extend this for much longer, I think th that there's going to be a, a a huge upheaval in this country. So, um, yeah. But anyway, we won't we won't go too far down that hole. Let me ask you a question. You know, when it comes to um, because you've been there, the $5 left story, I've been there a million times. I've been less than $5 left in my name. And, and, you know, sometimes when you get there where you're like so broke, you can't even pay attention. What is it you think that keeps people stuck there? That's just a choice. And, you know, you can't, you can't be scared of it. And, um, and you need to learn from it. So I think where people get stuck and, and get hung up on there. There's my buddy, Glenn Morshower. If you guys don't know who he is, the, uh, he's, he's a hell of a dude. Good friend of mine. He's, he was on, uh, the TV show 24 and he's on the resident currently and good dude. Good dude. Good morning, Glenn. Um, but no, I, I think where people get stuck there, you know, is cause you know, when you hit that level, it's not any fun to be there. And then, um, you know, if you don't know how to pump yourself back up, I, I can see how you could get stuck. And um, you, you just have to have that mentality and refuse not to be there. And I think a lot of it has to be you have to have defined goals in your life, where you want to be, where you want to go. Realize that you are going to hit those setbacks. And when those setbacks happen, you need to pull the goals back out again and, and say and, and really create a plan. You know, and it. Is it easy to get out of there all the time? Absolutely not. Is it doable? Yes. But you got to be determined. You got to work your butt off and, um, and, and just say, you're just not going to accept being there. Do you hire any of the, the sales staff? Do you hire the sales staff at the dealership? Yeah, I'm involved in hiring. Absolutely. So when you have somebody, you know, because I, I don't know how it works at your dealership, but I, from what I understand is primarily a commission job, right? Like they, most salespeople work on straight commission. So when, when you have somebody that's had a bad run, um, or they've, you know, they're broke, I'm sure they come to you and say, man, I'm, I'm broke. <laughs> right. Oh, or yeah, happens all the time. what do you, what do you tell them to get them, get them out of that mindset, get them unstuck? What do you say to them? The biggest thing you need to do is you need to um, you need to show them how to do it, you know, because they're in they're in that rut, and um, you know it's not at that point it's not a you know hey, you know keep working hard, keep all that. You literally pick up the phone with them, and uh, you just have to you're selling with them uh, to help them get out of that rut, and, and that's the that's the key for me, guys. And, and then get the momentum back, get them winning. The faster you get them winning. 
then they're back on their own. Right. Right. And then, and then they love you forever because you helped them. Dude, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So listen, I appreciate you coming on, sharing some of your experience and strength and hope and, and encouragement and like, dude, there's some, there's some things, some, some good things coming. I, I truly believe that, that from this whole ordeal that we're going through, I think there's going to be some unbelievable blessings for a lot of people. I, I think you're hundred percent right, Ken. This is a huge opportunity for those that are, are willing to take it on. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's a game changer for a lot of people out there. It's just there. You have to want it and yeah. go get it. And it's, yeah. it's not on your couch and it's not going to come to you, but if you go to it, it, it'll change your life. I agree, dude. I agree. Eric, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing. You, you, uh, you rock, dude. You're, you're, uh, you're an amazing guy. So I, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing. Hey, thanks for having me, Ken. Where can everybody follow you? You can uh, follow me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, wh wherever. I'm everywhere. So uh, my Facebook page, I don't know how you can share that out on this thing. Uh, you have that Instagram for sure. Um, just look look you up on um, on on uh, Facebook or Instagram under Eric yeah. Brower. Yep, Eric Brower on Facebook, Instagram. It uh, I believe it's at. I, I should know this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you caught me off guard. Um, on uh, Instagram, I'm uh, it's real Eric Brower. Oh, okay, okay. So follow me there. Dude, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who's watched, who shared this out. You guys rock. Thank you. I really appreciate it, man. Stay on here. Stay on here. Uh, Glenn is saying, is Eric from the Great Lakes area? Yep. He's yeah. in Michigan. Yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, thank you, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks a lot, dude. I appreciate you. Don't, don't hang up on me, though. All right. Thanks, All right. Ken. All right.